Welcome to movie the podcast we watched Parasite. Time to go Korean on your ass. Gognun hangug dong dong ol salin ajimin don ian That means. Gogs loves Korean dong dong bean penis not money. Welcome to Move the Podcast. Let's try to move the podcast. Wow, we started. You didn't even give us a, a countdown or nothing. Nope. I didn't give it, I didn't, I didn't give Why it is that any different than any other week? This is he, the, there's usually like some nope. sort of like preamble. No. Nope. Just straight to the amble. He usually fumbles. No in. pre. Yep. Can we, just come post, can we just get it right to the post-amble? Oh, man. Is there such a thing as a post-amble? Bend over and I'll show you. Is there such a thing as an amble? Yeah. What, what's an amble? Walk. Oh. Right? Then why is it... Yeah. Pre- you gotta crawl before you walk. Oh, shit. Yeah, preamble. You stretch. What do we watch tonight, Cogs? We watched Parasite. That's right. By Eat. the guy who brought us uh, the following films. Train to Busan. Train to Busan. <laughs> uh, old Boy. Boy. The Host. Seven S- Samurai. Sympathy for Mr. Vengeance. Yeah. H? H, yeah, that movie H. The Korean War. I saw the devil. <laughs> Mash. <laughs> Wait, who did make I Saw the Devil? Was that Park Chan Wook? No. Um, it was the same guy that made, I don't remember actually. I take This that. guy actually made Snowpiercer, right? Yes. Oh. And the host. Another movie about classism. And he lied to Harvey Weinstein so he wouldn't cut his movie all to shit. <laughs> Or, or diddle them. There's something else. <laughs> Big, oh. Uh, Oakjaw. Yeah. Yeah, he made Oakjaw. He made the host. He made a missing one. Memoir of a Murder. Either, any of you guys seen that one? Nope. Mm-mm. It's very good. Uh, he's a very, very good director. He seems fine. Yeah. Uh, he's got an yeah. eye for poverty. <laughs> I think we all do. Uh, alright. Is that really prevalent in the host? No, I'm just thinking of the two movies that have been seen. Monster broke. Yeah. Monster got no money. He doesn't even understand how it works. Yeah, he's stealing people. Like, I gotta, <laughs> I gotta pay for this photo of these humans. <laughs> Alright, what'd y'all watch this week? Uh, Alec. Alec! Oh. Some stuff. One of those of might things. be tabled, I think. Did you watch Honey Boy? I watched that, like, two months ago. Oh, okay, good. Not Tables. table. Like, I don't remember you talking about it. I've talked about it like three times. Table it. <laughs> can you, can you oh, table God. your past? <laughs> table the past. I wish I could table the past. This Batman suit is whack. I hope they just Yeah, but you don't know night. the context yeah, yeah. of the like, Pattinson suit. Yeah. It looks awful. But you Robert also, Pattinson. But you also don't know, like, that might be like a suit in yeah. the movie, you know? It's still whack. Though. I hope it's these It suits. is whack. It's whack as shit. Um, I watched a few things. A few things. Uh, uh, documentary called The Devil We Know, all about the DuPont company oh poisoning God. communities. Oh, it's like that movie you watched. It is like that movie I watched, but it makes you even angrier. Cause it's, oh, good. Because it's real and you get to see all the depositions and stuff yeah. and the DuPont officer, corporate officers and like attorneys like trying to double speak their way out of the fact that they poisoned the poisoning like millions. Like millions, stuff. <laughs> Literally, they said like 96% of people on Earth have DuPont chemicals in their body. Shit's gross. From like Teflon. Was Elizabeth Warren in it? No. What? Which she, should she be? I think yeah. she defended she DuPont. She did defend DuPont. Okay. She was not in this. Um, you get to see like DuPont lawyers trying to like double talk their way out of emails that they sent and letters they sent. Um, saying 
well, the one guy, it killed me. I forget his name. I forget the context of it exactly. But he sent an email, like, basically calling the people in the, in the one town, like, he's like these fucking redneck oh, hicks. Yeah, yeah. And then in the deposition, like, he read this line, and he's really? like, I, I can't read that line. That's, Jesus it's Christ. too, uh, it's inappropriate for a courtroom setting. Oh my God. The lawyer's like, but you said it. You wrote this. Yeah. And he makes him read it, and he's like, Ooh. Too bad Ethan Hawking I don't, I don't know why this just popped into my mind, but remember that movie Foxcatcher? Where it was yeah. about that it's about the wrestling coach. That yeah. That's, the, the that's Dupont, yeah. right? Yeah. That guy was John Dupont. Yeah. Wait, that's the that's the wrestling movie, right? Yeah, yeah. but the guy like killed the other guy. Yes, Foxcatcher. Mm. He killed like an Dave Olympic Schultz, one yeah. of the Schultz brothers. But I was like, I, I, he's one of the Duponts. Yeah. it's from that yeah. family. Yeah, it's nice to be rich. Um, for real, wouldn't know. Watched a documentary series called The Pharmacist. I watched the first two episodes of it. It's what really is that good. about? Uh, do I need to table it? Uh, we can talk about it together. Table. Okay. Um, basically, this dude who's a pharmacist's son ODs <clears throat> in the. Uh, this is a documentary. Is, you said I'm sorry. Yeah, it's a, yeah. it's like a limited a four part docu series on Netflix. His son ODs in like the, the ninth, ninth quarter. Ward? Yeah, in New the ninth ward in New Orleans, like the worst. Mm-hmm. Part of New Orleans, and he can't get any justice for it. And this motherfucker starts going door to door, like knocking on everybody's Jeez. doors, trying to find uh, witnesses. Just start going through the phone book, calling every person. The cops trying in to New find... Orleans are like Mexico City. Oh yeah, like, corrupt. Yeah, yeah. Or, like, or like eighteen grand a year, or like Baltimore, or like any cops. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> really, yeah. like any cops. <laughs> and he goes like door to door trying to find justice for his son, and finally Jesus. witnesses to the killers and stuff. He seems like a bit of a prick, though. The dad? Yeah, he's, like, kind of obnoxious. I'm kind of, like, not rooting for him. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Does the, does the, did the kid get murdered or get OD'd? Yeah, yeah. He got got. He got shot got a in, a de- in a drug deal. Him trying oh, to buy okay. crack He's some meth. rich fucking kid dicking around in, like, a place he shouldn't have been. Oh. And, and he uh, got got. They had, a, like, a, a 18-foot Christmas tree. It's these kind mm. of people. Okay. Yeah. What a ceiling that would support saying. Okay. The dad was in, definitely kind of insufferable at points, and you want to be like, dude. Yeah. He was we, also like, we get it. You know, I know it's wrong to think it now, but when this used to happen before, it was just one of those like, oh, he shouldn't have been there to begin with. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and he has like a New York accent, even though he's lived there yeah, his whole he has life. A very bizarre. Accent. It's very strange. Mm-hmm. Um, Can't wait till Tom Hardy plays him in a movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, he was like walking in the night. Oh, I don't even know why he was in there. I told him he just can't be going down hanging out with them colored fellas, but he's just gonna do what he wanted to do anyway. Uh, it's really good, and then it, it starts. Really it starts going in like a a different direction about halfway through about like suppliers and stuff like that. Yeah, and, and like this, like I, I I gotta admire his like gumption. Like he just yeah. kept pushing and pushing. Everybody with like, like no regard for himself it's a whatsoever. Good series, but like I almost feel like I saw part of the third episode that it should be two separate documentary movies mm-hmm. and not four because like it kind of veers way off. Yeah. Like Alex said into something different. I can see uh, that, but like, he's still a part of it. Yeah, I'll have to check um, it out. It, it's good. It's a uh, without being. Is he getting any resolution to this? Like is it yes. like oh good? Yes, he does. Is it hammer based? No, mm, it's a documentary. There's no. a person named Scarface they're looking for. For oh, shit. Time. Shit, the Scarface? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I am. Alphonse Capone. <laughs> oh, I thought he was the rapper. <laughs> nope. Dunk. 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 It's Dunk. Not Al anymore. It's Dunk. Did you all see that it no is? No one can like, see this. 
girlfriend that was 40 years younger than him said that their age gap was just too much. Surprise. Yeah. Yeah. That would be just like stingy. Dennis Quaid's at home just cracking that's, his yeah, knuckles. Know, right? That's the age gap of how old I am. Like, <laughs> it's insane. Our distance is one out. <laughs> um... Why? He's old enough to be your father twice. Al Pacino, who was an old Alec, older. <laughs> you know how we have all our metrics, like how many Bronson something costs now? It's like years now is how many Alex. Yeah. It was like half an hour. Yeah. It was like an Alec and a half. Even though we're all the same age. Yeah, I know. It's so funny here to put a name to it. Um, it's like a, it's like I watched Alec. two theater movies. Two theater movies? That's one at the cinema. <laughs> No, one is Alex uh, smoking his pipe going, this is cute. One is the photograph. <laughs> the photograph is terrible. Oh, is that good. guy, uh, Lakeith Stanfield? Yeah. I saw the trailer. He's not good. He's, he's kind of trying to smooth. He's not good. Really? Yeah. Yikes. Like, I don't he's know. usually great. Everybody in it's usually great. Yeah. Well, good oh, it's great. like Knives Out. Except that that's good. <laughs> the, the girl and that's the chick from the HBO show, yeah. right? Yeah. Issa Rae. Yeah, she's usually What's right. What's it about? Like... She, it's it's like a it's like a romance it's a yeah it's about ghosts it's oh, a I romantic saw, I, movie. We saw the preview. It's, it's some, kind of something. Uh, was it uh, uh, Uncut Gems? Yeah, it's it's yeah, about lo- it's about love the through two generations, right? It's like Love yeah. Jones the sequel. Yeah, but it's just not it's not good. It's not I don't know the direction's not good. Like I couldn't believe what Keith Stanfield was bad. Uh, like the He's performances are like it's just bad material. And I guess He's yeah, but also, good stuff also the performances aren't good. They're like. Like, like it seems like play. he's like stuttering, kind of. Yeah, he's like stuttering through his lines. Everything is delivered is like he's got like, like shrugging his shoulders with this weird like half smirk. Like I don't know. Yeah, like I haven't seen smarmy. him in a ton of stuff, but I've seen him and I've seen him be good. Yeah, he's usually great. Um, Did he say weak sauce at all? Ugh. Only twice. <laughs> it's not good. The would not, movies would not recommend. I like would not smash. Smash uh, smash. No. <laughs> oh. Um, also saw Birds of Prey. Yeah, I'm interested in this. The fabulous. Oh no, you think it's, it's, no yeah, it's just called Harley Quinn now. I think it's just called. And how it's it's called the bomb or whatever it's called. It's just called us. <laughs> Harley Quinn or how I learned to love <laughs> the bomb. Every week it does a little worse. Yeah, drop a word off my <laughs> since it did so bad. Um, how bad was it? It's not good. Yeah, it looked bad. But it's yeah. like it's it's visually. Different. Yeah. It's at least, it's at least interesting to look at. It's conceptually it's adventurous, right? <laughs> it's not, it's not a good movie by any stretch, is but it? it's better than Suicide Squad. Yeah. It's yeah. better than Suicide Squad. It's, it's better, better than, than Justice BBS. League. It's better than Justice League. Yikes. It's still not good though. How bad is Margaret Ruby? Because that, her performance of Harley Quinn, I do not care for in general. Uh, like, is the same. Yeah. Like, she's great at doing that. Yeah. Like, I, I just heard that the movie, the the general consensus of the movie that I've heard is that it's just annoying Deadpool. Like, that's all, um, like... Yeah, I don't know. I, the, the, doesn't she break the fourth wall a bunch and... Not that I remember. Um, maybe once. I, 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 gathered, I haven't seen what it. What I gathered from, like, some of the reviews and the previews is that it's basically just, like, boring corporate feminist type shit. Like, no, kind of. Yeah. It is, it like, yeah. Does Mary but, like, Elizabeth Wanstead take out her... T- no. Is that her power? What about her pussy? She <laughs> <laughs> got her pussy. Blossoms. There's a, there's, a really, there's a really good bit with her. Like, nobody knows who she is. Yeah. And she shows up and she's, like, killing people with her crossbow. They call her the crossbow killer. Yeah. And she finally goes to, like, introduce herself to somebody. And they're like, oh, you're the crossbow killer. She's like, who the fuck is the crossbow killer? I'm the huntress. 
Yeah. Do they? And that was it's much better. I can't deliver. Like, I thought that like was, that Mary was Elizabeth Winstead. Do they uh, imply that she's Bruce Wayne's daughter from an alternate timeline? Mm. Oh, is that that character? Yeah, the hunter called Lena Wayne. Mm-mm. Oh, okay. Nope. Is it Lil Wayne? Oh, yeah, shit. It's Lil Wayne. <laughs> she's on. Wayne's uh, the baby. <laughs> yeah, it's not good. I. It's not. How's Ewan McGregor? I don't. I don't think he was very good. Oof. What's and, the What's it about? Like, she breaks up with the Joker. She breaks up with the Joker, and basically the Joker was protecting her from everybody. Or her association with it was protecting her because everybody thinks she's annoying and pretend, or an annoying piece of shit. Okay. So now everybody wants to kill her. Fair. And starts trying to kill her because the Joker is no longer protecting her. Kind of like stab TJ in the dick because he's friends with Alec. Ah, that's true. Nice. You and McGregor is Black Mask. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. But he's but, like as like a comedy character. Though. Kind of. But he doesn't put on the mask until, like, the last two minutes oh, of the movie. Of so he's wearing the mask the whole time. Yeah. They don't, like, even, like, the characters don't become a team of the, the Birds of Prey until, like, the last five minutes of the movie. Like, they're not even, like, interacting with each other oh, for most great. of the movie. Say, set up a sequel. How did they, how yeah. Rosie Perez's puppeteers do? <laughs> <laughs> the marionette work is outstanding. <laughs> she's Rosie Perez? So lifelike. Yeah, she's Renee Montoya. Yeah, yeah. Rosie Perez. The question? Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, the yeah. modern question. But she was also a main character in Gotham City Central. Unrelated, which really not good to comic. belabor Alex stuff because I know how he hates this, but Steve Ditko seemed like a real asshole. Oh, yeah. <laughs> was he? Yeah. You want to talk about libertarians? Yeah. yeah. Ooh. He was, he was, a, well, he wasn't even, Ahem, Matt. he wasn't Ahem. even a libertarian. He was a Randian, yeah. so. But we agree with Matt's libertarian. Yes, well, yeah, because he's big. Yeah, I don't. I, mean, I get Randy. He'll stomp on our penis. I don't ever. I don't ever disagree with big people. Why do you think I agree? Yeah, what's that so movie much? I like now that that I used to hate? What's oh, that? Terminator uh, Two. No, the one about <laughs> Buckaroo Banzai and the uh, House of. The Stupid. one about Buckaroo Banzai. <laughs> oh, that movie Buckaroo Banzai. The one about Buckaroo Banzai. Yeah, that movie I love. Oh, now. you're talking about uh, the movie I love. Where he dressed like Buckaroo Banzai. I can't think of the name of it. Ready Player One. Yeah. Yeah. That one that I love so much. Oh, I can't remember God. the title. Yeah. Uh, uh, anything else, Alex? Uh, movie-wise, no. Watch huh. season three of Brockmire. Outstanding. As good as the other two? It's pretty good. Like, I got to they see keep the third it, season. Like, they keep it fresh every the year. Like, they do support. And it's so support. dark. Yeah. Like. But it's it's really good. Um, uh, and there's also a lot of really dark stuff in this one too. Langan camps for Amanda Pete. We haven't done this in a while. Oh, Langan Pron Pete. Well, mm. you know the rules. I made the rules. Three to four. Yeah, I'm I'm like at a heavy three. I was never yeah. a big fan of her. Two and a half. Ooh. Big fan of Amanda. Really? Because she. I, I feel like she's. I feel like she's adjacent to that Lizzie Kaplan. No, she is. Hair's not dark. She's enough. Lizzie Kaplan adjacent. Her hair's not dark. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> Needs to do more squats. Yeah, yeah. more hair. Yeah, she, I mean, she's very attractive, but I like a severe mannish woman. In oh the... yeah, I know that. <laughs> I don't think mm-hmm. it's, I don't think mm-hmm. Amanda Pete is severely mannish. She she, yeah, she took her gear off honestly, on that. She, uh, looks like she went a, full frontal whole nine yards. Yeah. She looks like a softer version of that uh, workout chick that hangs out with the gay dudes. Ooh, you know what I'm talking yeah, about? Jillian oh, Michaels, fat people. <laughs> yeah. Dog, dogs loves her. I do. But you don't like Amanda Pete. I, he like I her. I do. He doesn't. I didn't say I didn't like her. Yeah, you uh, said she's ugly. That's all I, I said. Didn't say that. I think. Would you like her if her eyebrows were not as bushy? Yeah, there that, we go. that's what it took down for me. It's the eyebrows. Anything else? Though? Uh, I watched a show called Shit's Creek. Oh, it's really funny. People, I heard that people great. seem to love it's that. It's Eugene Levy and Catherine his O'Hara. Sons, right? His sons, and him right? and his son like wrote it and do everything with it. Hmm. It's really hmm. funny. It won a bunch of Canadian Emmys. Let's check it out. Like, 
swept the Canadian Emmys. Mm. It's a funny. It's all on Netflix. Is it better than Letterkenny? I would say good. yeah, just because yeah. I love Eugene Levy and Catherine O'Hara. They're outstanding. Would fuck Catherine O'Hara. Right oh yeah, now. Mm-hmm. right now. Mm-hmm. Um, Present So knock the dust off. Ooh, TJ. I watched two things. Two things. Things. I watched one thing I really liked and one thing I kind of liked. Ooh. What do you want me to talk about first? Kind of liked. I watched Honey Boy. Oh, kind of liked it? I thought that Honey Boy Honey had Boy. T- two really great performances. I thought Shia LaBeouf was amazing, and I thought the kid that played the young version of Shia LaBeouf was also amazing. My problem with the movie was... The contemp- the guy that plays contemporary Shia LaBeouf is terrible. Yeah, he wasn't good. And all those parts, you could cut out of the movie. Like, I don't, like, the, because the, the, the movie takes place- How much is it like a boy's life? It's not really like it at all, really. I mean, it's- The boof's life. The thing is, like, it's, 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 it's just about Shia LaBeouf's life, it is. That's pretty good. Um, but the thing is, they, they do it in this timeline where it's like you have the current Shia LaBeouf and then he has flashbacks to when he was a kid. Yeah. My god damn it. My point is, is that the modern day parts are one that actor sucks and two it's like pointless. It literally just feels like filler. It's like they had they kind of had this movie that's like a little bit of like just kind of a movie that's just a big middle. Yeah. And they didn't know how to start it. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't know how to start it and they didn't know how to end it cuz like it just kind of ends and like I think that I don't think it's a bad movie at all. I th- like I said, Shia, Shia LaBeouf's performance as his own father, it had to be like super weird, and you feel for him. Is it, would it be a better movie if they just cut the contemporary part out and just it was just him as a kid and they thousand, added some more shit to it? A thousand percent. And if you know what would help actually, because Shia LaBeouf wrote the whole thing, which I respect. Mex. But someone should have wrote. I think. I think he should have worked with a screenwriter. Yeah. I think he had a lot of good ideas, but I think somebody like needed to like, no, like a Kurtzman. Yeah. I think. Yeah. <laughs> Alice Kurtzman. <laughs> I don't know. You needed somebody or, to like hone Kurtz. hone his ideas yeah. a little bit more. In my opinion, I didn't think it was bad. I think that the the again the kid and Shia LaBeouf are really good in it. But I thought, like, as a whole, it lacked a little bit. Again, not bad at all, but just not... I didn't think it was great. No. The girl that played the uh, hooker was some, like, British... Hooker? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) She's, like, some British or French, like, rap... Oh, really? Star. Did anybody ever see the James Franco movie? Freaking me out over here. With picking your arm. Scratching myself. With Susan Sarandon, where he was a hooker. Like, she pimped him out. What? Her son is James Franco. It's called like Honey or something. Something similar to that. No, you're thinking of the movie Jessica Alba where she's a dancer. Yeah, uh, that movie's Honey. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, Honey is about money. Bee poop. <laughs> no. But yeah, my favorite kind of poop to eat. <laughs> Honey Boy. Poop? Honey Boy yes. pretty good. <laughs> uh, the other thing that I watched that I really liked was The Nightingale. It's a movie that came out in 2018. It's a Babadook woman yes. movie. Uh, I believe her name is Jennifer Kent. I believe her name is the Duke woman. She wrote and directed this movie. Uh, this movie is absolutely incredible. It's about a bird? No. It's about, uh, it's, 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 it's one of my favorite kinds of movies. This is, it's a historical movie about a period of time that, and not a location of the world I knew nothing about. So the movie starts out and it, and it, the first, uh, handful of lines are in Gaelic. And I'm like, why is, you know, what's, what's up with this? And like, you find out that they are in a uh, colony, uh, like a, a, a prison colony in Australia, 
They they, they invent demons land. That that's it. Yeah, oh. thank you. I didn't. I couldn't Thanks, remember. the Dropkick Murphys. I couldn't remember the the name, but yeah. but that's modern day Tanzania. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Tasmania. Tasmania. Thank you, guys. And uh, yeah, th- so that's where this all takes place. And what happens is it's it's pretty much your uh, straight uh, line revenge movie, right? Like the main character is this woman who is uh, more or less a slave to this evil. Uh, British, uh, like, uh, lieutenant. Imperialist? Yeah, well, it's exactly what he is. Yeah. And, uh, some shit goes down, and then she needs to go get her revenge. Um, the shit that goes down is brutal. (laughs) Uh, I, I, on my letterboxed, my review was, Gaspar No watched these rape scenes and said, could we tune it, tone it down just a hair? It's, Hard. I mean, the fucking, the rape scene that is the catalyst to her revenge is just disturbing. I have, it's kind of hard for me to believe that a woman made this movie, but I think that it's kind of, it, it, like if if a man made that rape scene, I think that people would have been up in arms. It's, I mean, it's horrific. And also, like, there's like violence towards a baby. It's, oof. Anyway. Uh, I mean, they never stop crying. It well, that's kind of what. Well, they stop. They yeah. Um, <laughs> they but then so like, world. but that so that's like the the main thread of the movie. But what happens is that uh, she has to go out into the bush and find this guy and his like his party, uh, the 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 lieutenant. But you know, it's it's like the outback, so you have to use a guide, and they have to use these indigenous people who are black. And like the the English people are so indifferent to the blacks, they literally look look at them like pests. Uh, the one thing he said, the lieutenant says to his like upper command is like, "I've cleared out all the blacks," and it's like it, it's heavily about like all the racism. And, uh, and then her the indigenous folk of Australia, what's the Aborig- not the Ma- the Maori or somewhere else? Aborigines. Aber- yeah, yeah. That- I think it's Aborigines. Okay. Just found out this week from Stacy. Also, like Northern Canadian. Uh, People are also called Aboriginals. I had no oh, idea. I'm wondering, that, I'm wondering if that's not a I wonder, proper it's like term. A, well, in any event, whatever it is, uh, the 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 story is also about her, the main character, like learning like acceptance of other people. It, it's really good. Um, it's shot really well. Uh, you can tell that Jennifer Kent likes horror movies because even though this isn't a horror movie, there's definitely like elements that are like straight out of a horror movie. Like, she constantly has these visions of, like, her dead husband and, like, some other things that are, like, really graphically violent and gross. Um, but I really like that the, the girl, I, I don't know, like, I didn't recognize any of these actors. But the, the girl that plays the lead character is phenomenal. Um, what'd you watch? It's on Hulu. Okay. Uh, sounds like a weird parallel, like, Hulu. Settle a Sacrifice. I mean, it kind of. I mean, it's, it's a revenge like, movie. You know. Hulu's curation of movies. They either have everything. Everything they have is either like great or just garbage. Like, good luck finding it, even if you know it's like there. Beyond, like below straight to DVD garbage. Yeah, Trek. but it's, Hulu also has a Warner Herzog documentary. He talks to Gorbachev, which I haven't watched. Oh uh, yeah, I've never seen that. I'm aware of it, but uh, no, I liked I liked the Nightingale a lot. I highly recommend it. I'm surprised it's taking me this long to watch it because it came out in 2018. Um, but it's very, very good. Uh, so yeah, so I passed the mic to Gogs. Um, so since I was last on this, uh, podcast, right. the Iron Bird Street got broke. The week. Yep. Kevin yep. Costner came into town. We got a <laughs> <laughs> Uh, 
that reference. We'll never we'll love that reference. Oh, um, I watched. Actually, it turned out I watched four documentaries. Um, one of which I've seen a bunch. Uh, so I, I'm just gonna plug it again. Monster Camp. It's a fun. What is that? It's a movie about LARPers. Oh, we watched that way back in the yeah, day. I've yeah, I rewatched it. The one that takes place here. That takes place out in Oregon or uh, there's, uh, there's one Seattle. that takes place yeah. in Maryland. Yeah, but um, oh, that's the one about the the D and D game, I think, or whatever. But this is this Monster Camp's now oh, fun. It's about you know geeks in the woods, and they're really comfortable with themselves, and I respect that. I watched. I don't have some shame. I watched shame is important. Yeah, a movie about video games called Man vs. Snake. You've, you've talked. About I think that. I've talked about that oh, one too yeah. before. Yeah, the guy who, like. First, got to get a billion points. Oh yeah, yeah. And so that's you know, it's not bad. It's not better than King of Kong. It's not. It tells a weird. It's a weird, different narrative because Billy Mitchell's like a good guy in this one. Is it better than the King of Dong, mm-hmm. dude? Is it better King. than the Ping of Pong? <laughs> ping Pong, or as the Chinese say, Ping, ping, ping Pong. pong. About the Hong of Kong. Um, I watched a. Another video game documentary called The Power of Glove, all about the Power Glove being developed. Somebody made a documentary about the Power Glove. Yeah, and it was timeline. Yeah, it's 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 an interesting documentary. It's not the greatest, but it is funny to find out that the Power Glove got produced on a fluke accident because, like, there was this. So these guys like a learning tool, or they 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 made this ten thousand dollar virtual reality glove. Some YouTube guy did it. Yeah, what the fuck was the gaming historian or something? Yeah, yeah. So he made that. They made this ten thousand dollar glove, and Kenner's like, "Well, maybe we can take that technology and turn into a peripheral or whatever." And they're working on it, and they kind of get it to half work or whatever, and they go to present it to Nintendo. No, they're going to present it to Kenner, who needs to then pitch it to Nintendo. Yeah. And they they put it up. They sh- the, they show they did like a very kind of queued up demo yeah. like showing them play Punch Out. And so the guy does it, and it works, and it works flawlessly. And he's fucking stoked. He's like, okay, great, done. <laughs> and it never worked again. <laughs> they were like, all right, that was lucky. The vice president, the woman who made the the made the call that we're going to make these things, she's like, I want to try it. He fucking puts the glove on her. The guy like I don't know, he says a little prayer or something. She starts flailing her arms around like a madman. Some some fluke <laughs> motion of hers allowed her to one punch Glass Joe like the first fight <laughs> in Punch Out. She's like, go right to production. We're selling a million That's of these hilarious. things. That thing never works. Oh my god! Are you gonna are you gonna crowdfund a documentary on the U Force? God, U Force. No, what was that shitty Genesis this thing that was like an octagon? The the minute no, no. Menacer was the gun. The Enforcer. No, no it was also a gun. It was like the ring slap or something like that. Force, it was probably Pretty called the ring, the ring slap. <laughs> Didn't Genesis also have the haptic feedback vest? Yes. So you could play like Mortal Kombat and actually get like, kicked in the chest. Guess what I want. Yeah. That's what I want in video games. Feel <laughs> get my ass But like, uh, like, it was sad because like they rushed the, I mean the Power Glove had, it was based on some really good technology they made, like, and they games. like, they didn't make any game. It launched. Well, they they had the glove game. No, like that didn't happen thing. at launch. Oh, okay. It wasn't there at launch. This guy was telling the story. He's like, my job was to sit in a room with all of the games that Nintendo currently had out, which was like, I don't know how many at that point. A billion. Let's say 200. He's like, I had to write code for how the Power Glove would interface with all of these games because Super Glove Ball or whatever... Didn't come out to a year later. After, so the thing we were t- that we were talking about that the gr- the octagon thing that you controlled your Genesis mm-hmm. with your body was called the activator. The activator, that's it. 
So and it also didn't work. <laughs> power glove, and they yeah, it got its own fucking movie. Like it got it. It's, well, it was in the Wizard, right? It was basically the Wizard was basically it, the Wizard was basically one big uh, commercial for the Power Glove and Mario Three. Mario like, that 3, was it. Yeah. And then the last thing I watched was um, a documentary by insufferable documentarian. Um, Oh, now I can't think of his name. Fucking supersize me, uh, Morgan Spurlock. Oh, I can't yeah. stand that guy. Was it supersize me too? Holy chicken! I did watch that. And he Holy goes, chicken! It's basically him talking about um, the the produce or the uh, poultry industry and like how like it's basically share like they're basically sharecropping. Like all of these people are beholden like Tyson, Purdue, whatever. They know all about that. Well, I, I didn't. My fat like, that's what, you know, my family was doing for a long time. Well, well it was, I mean, it was interesting to me to hear, like, the way that it's, like, basically you get under contract with them, mm-hmm. and then they're in, they're in control of if you get your feed, if you get your chickens, what chickens you get, and everything else. But in order to maintain your contract, they will hold basically a financial gun to your head and require you to upgrade all your equipment. Mm-hmm. These guys are talking about they're $8 million in debt, $10 million in debt. You should talk to my mom. She can tell you all about, like, firsthand all that shit. So this was him. He he started his own small ch- chicken venture, mm-hmm. and then he kind of was took it all the Chicken shits? It, he, he called it something like morganic or something. Chicken enough. slappers. But he, he, <laughs> you know if you eat McDonald's three times a day every day, you'll feel the bad? fucking terrible? Yeah, I know. Trust me, it's like, it's... it's Shocker. I, I tell you, It's like this guy makes a whole li- like living out of telling you stuff that you should already know. But I will say, I walked into this documentary just thinking I'm going to shit on Morgan Spurlock. And I shit on him a good bit during it, but it was... I did find it interesting and more eye-opening than I than I expected. And for a brief period, I was like, maybe I should stop eating chicken that I had Korean fried chicken later that day, because it was delicious. Environmentally, well, that's chicken Korea. chicken farming is a lot like better for the planet than like beef farming. Yeah, but then they just take like baby male chicks and throw them in a grinder while they're still alive. Well, they were dumping the chickens out into their, into the fucking coop or whatever. They just, they just got them and whatever. And they're stepping on some of them. They're just hearing little, like just, oh, no, that's a, like the chickens are growing so fast that their legs snap out from under them, like cause they're like genetically engineered to have big old boobs. Mm. Um, mm. That's how they grind their beaks off. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty horrific. Yeah. And then he opens a chicken restaurant. He goes to a a. Has anyone seen this? No, no. He goes to a. Uh, basically, I don't, I don't watch documentaries about my food. There's a, there's a this is, that's a line we don't cross. Yes, that's why I don't watch porn. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> He goes to like one of these like food laboratories. And they invent him a chicken sandwich that he can sell at his chicken restaurant, mm-hmm. and apparently it's a delicious chicken sandwich. What do you mean they, they invent him a chicken sandwich. They're like, "Here's what we're going to give you." They're, they talk about this whole thing about health halos. They're like, "It's a fried chicken sandwich." We're not going to say fried. We say crispy. It's going to be a grilled crispy chicken sandwich. They like like we press it in this panini press, and then they take charcoal dust and they dust grill marks onto it. Oh, okay. And then we put all this we put all these fresh vegetables around it, so it seems healthy. Makes sense. Yeah. Apparently, it's delicious. General it's, marketing nonsense. He opens yeah. this chicken shack, and it's got all the fun like lettering and stuff. It's like it looks like did a you get fun Jimmy's Chicken Shack to play the opener. Did it? Hi, hi, da, da, da. hi. Remember that song? Yeah, this no. sucked. So it then suck. So all like the fun graphics and talking about all the farmers and, and then it's like all the stuff is just like really horrific facts about the whole thing and the people are just eating their chicken sandwiches and kind of going nah, alright that's fun but yeah Morris Spurlock fucking insufferable but I, holy chicken wasn't wasn't bad I didn't I didn't hate it Sean watch Train Spotting it's still good you should have watched Train Spotting 2 
It's on some wax streaming. None of us stuff. have seen it. I'm, uh, Does it exist? Oh, man. Yeah. I, thought it, I thought it was just I in saw concept. a new one the other day. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> no, it came out. <laughs> they, they, came, they, when did it come out? It came out like three years ago, right? Yeah, but they call it streaming T2, which is the funniest thing. Squibble. It's, it's literally just called T2. One popped up on my Roku today, just the Western channel. Ooh. Like, that's like that's streaming your favorite. Service. Oh, yeah. I'll be all over that. Like Western Through humanity or like Western? Yeah. It's Western. That's why Spawning's really good, man. Like the yeah, soundtrack kills. You uh, McGregor's really good in it. It's one of the few movies Alex Garland has, or not Alex Garland. Um, what's his name? Danny Boyle. Danny Boyle has made that's good all the way through. Mm. Yeah. Shout out to Sunshine. Yeah, Sunshine's like most of a great movie. Sunshine's great until it turns into a monster movie. Yeah, the beach has its moments. Yeah, Dick Pinbacker. You know, I don't even remember. Twenty days later. Yeah, 28 days later. It is good. good. Yeah. 28 weeks later is not. No. 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 He didn't write that, though, did he? No. Begbie's oh, in that movie, though. I thought Begbie's in... Yeah. Danny Boyle. Begbie's in 20 weeks Danny, later. Danny Boyle didn't direct weeks. I think he might have produced it. I'm sure he produced it. I, always, I mean, that was the first time I saw Ewan McGregor in anything. I um, think that was like one of... It's like his breakthrough role or whatever. Big old danger. Yeah, he's got a big old Obi-Wan. danger. Also, what's her name that I like is in that movie. The She played... Queen Mum? No, yeah, the chick that plays uh, the Diane, right? Yeah, the chick the from Boardwalk Empire. She was also yeah, yeah, yeah. no, god damn it, the chick that was in Choke that like was the love interest in Margaret, Choke. whatever her name is. Yeah, she's in Transpotter. Yeah, she has none much though. Has she's she? done. A, she's she done. was Diane, right? That's what you're talking about. Yeah, I, that's Shelley Long. Oh, I, well, I thought she was talking about Shelley Long. Kelly McDonald. Yes, that's yeah. her name. She plays a character called Diane. <laughs> You and Brummer's fun. He in pops cheers. up and shit like you don't expect him in. Like he's in Snatch for two seconds. Yeah, he's in Black Hawk Down. <sighs> yeah, that's the the weird one. Yeah, but you ever Black Hawk Down? No, you well, both of them. No, you and Brummer, who plays yeah. Spud. Oh. Is in Black Hawk Down with you and McGregor. Yeah, right. Oh, that's right. You and McGregor is Black Hawk Down has like a every actor list. ever oh, yeah. known. Uh, you and McGregor's character in the uh, movie they had to change around because he got popped for interfering with his daughter. Or stepdaughter, like right before the movie came out. Is that right? Yup. Interfering with? Yeah, he fucked her, Alec. It's <laughs> <laughs> one way to put it. But, uh, it's interfere on with my good time. Uh, it brought the song Lust for Life back for a yeah, while. Yeah, it's a good song. And it's one of the few movies opens with a monologue I don't hate. Nice. Johnny Lee Miller, did he do anything else? He's Sherlock Holmes. Yeah. Oh, shit. He's also in Dracula, Dracula 2000. Yeah, we Dracula saw him. We saw him in another in movie. That's right. Dracula. Next Dracula. week, Sean, watch T2. Tell me how bad it is. He okay. was in Dark Shadows. Oh, he was in Dark Shadows. Yeah, he was in Dark Shadows. That movie kicks ass. He was in Dark Shadows. Shadows. Good. He was the son? The... He, yeah. oh. he was the... What's her like blonde hair. Yeah, 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 okay. That movie's good. All right, but uh, please watch anything else, Sean. No. Also, the book trade spotting is really good. Very different. It's hard to read. I've never read it. Also, you have no idea what the movie title is from the movie. You would only know if you actually read, read the, the book. book. Yeah. Uh, Gogs, what happened in this movie that we watched tonight? What we watch? We watched Parasite. Um, a movie about. Oh, we're gonna spoil this movie, by the way. If you haven't seen it, sucking on you people. Might skip this one because it's gonna. It's impossible. If you haven't seen it, means you love motherfucking America. It's hard. To, yep. If you, <laughs> if you like this movie, you hate this country. Yeah. I feel like it would be impossible to talk about this movie without spoiling it. So right. So turn off your uh, phonographs or whatever you're listening to. Your phonographs. Are we pressing this bitch on wax? <laughs> I mean, but we, I know a guy. Um. So, movies about. Oh, this shit. this poor family who is like 
super super poor, and their son gets hooked up with with a job to basically his buddy tutor some kid, and they're like, I gotta peace out and go you know bang snatch across the globe. So why don't you go tutor this kid? And that kicks open the door for him to be able to go ahead. Okay. All right. First well, off, we we're talking about. First off, rats. you lost your challenge. First off, it's pause, not timeout. Correct. If he ever says timeout again, you just keep going. We'll do. The only person who does timeout we're, is Zach Morris. We we're talking about frats where they bring up frat boys. Correct. Is it because he's they're going overseas? No, I think. It's, no, he's it's, talking about locals. I think it's probably one of those things where it, it's some term for Korean college kids that we're not familiar with, yeah. so they're like, what's the closest? Yeah, yeah, yeah that's probably true. Yeah. So, uh, he's like, you, you're always afraid of the fat boys. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> so he's got, uh, he's like, look, you can you can tutor this girl and these exams. Oh, and like, we should do a month where it's all those like 80s rapper movies, like oh, House of Man oh. and House Party. That would be disorderly. The fat boys movies? Yeah. yeah that would be fun. Raptober? Cool, that's a rap, and it's December. That's not, not bad. bad. <laughs> I don't get it. Don't worry about it. Oh, <laughs> it'll be right before Sylvester's play. Dude. Dude. The Sylvester's play. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So, uh, as a result, the son gets to go tutor this, uh, to this girl, and he's like, whoa, this family's pulling out tremendous, and I can slide all, I can, I can remove all the other servants or helpers or whatever, that assist this family and insert my own poor family so we can start getting money. That's not quite accurate because there's no tutor yet. They don't start removing people. Well, right, there's the no, there's, right, there. well, correct. But he's finding ways way to, to sneak yeah. all of his, his people in. And yeah, yeah, it, it, it's, it's very important to understand how poor his family is. They live in like a sub half basement. It's a semi-basement, they keep saying. Yeah, it's, it's elevated like. Elevated toilet. Their toilet is, they're, they're, their house, I think I know why it's elevated. Uh, their yeah. house exists below the, the sanitary lines yeah. in the streets. That's crazy. Like, yeah. it is. I, you know, I, 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 I just now realized yeah. that, yeah. So they are. They their are. Toilets in a windowsill. Right. They are so poor, they have poor stink on them, which comes into play later. Like, they are it's fucking like radishes. But they, they have, but people, they, 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 their uh, window in their living room basically on looks a fucking street where people just piss. They're so everywhere. poor as a family, they fold pizza boxes. Yeah, right. They, for money. Yeah. Um, for dong. <laughs> <laughs> so they get, they get penalized <laughs> with less dong. So the, the brother gets in good here. He's like, oh, I know this girl, Jessica. She could, you know, help your, your son with, you know, art and whatever else. So he gets his sister in play. They are able to, the sister is able to manipulate the scene to get the driver fired so the dad can become the new driver. And then they all work an angle to get the housekeeper who's been there forever fired. What? (laughs) And the setups become more and more ludicrous is how the people get fired. But it's important to note that the people are so rich that they are like afraid of any kind of confrontation. Which would have like deaded their entire plot yeah. immediately, right. but they're like, "Oh, just fire from make up something, yeah, make up some, yeah, right." Um, and and the people are essentially doesn't matter how long they've been there, it doesn't matter how good they've been, they're all essentially disposable. Yeah. So you can just replace them with whomever. Um, so the whole family moves in, and or essentially moves in, right? And everything's going swell, and then it's the kid's birthday, 
and the whole the whole Rich family is dipping out for the weekend. No, it wasn't. So, no, the birthday's later. Birthday's later. This well, no, it was for his birthday weekend. Okay. They were supposed to go oh. camping, and they got rained out. So they're like, all right, we can have this. They're, we're going to house sit, go, go ham. And drink all their Voss water and live the good life. Read their and eat all their dog food. Read their diaries and eat their dog food. <laughs> their kangaroo uh, jerky dog treats. Yeah. And then the the housekeeper shows up. The old housekeeper has been displaced by peaches. And you might want to explain what you mean nope, by that. No, no, nope, listen. There's some of this is spoiler yeah, free. Fuck the pain away. So, uh, nice. <laughs> they, uh, you find out. So the housekeeper, she was there before this family moved in. She's she's basically like part of the house, and yeah, because she, she was there for the previous right. owner, right? So she was kind of she's got seniority. You find out she's that tenure. Her husband has been living in this secret bomb shelter. The current family doesn't even know about, and she's got to come back in and get something that she left behind, which is her husband who has just been suffering. In like the, the locked up it's like, like a week. fucking basement, he's been in there over a week with no food. Yeah, he's just been yeah, just and he's Cause trapped because the door's Taiwanese jammed. Cake shop went bust. Which the dad, the other one, the other dad had a Taiwanese cake shop yeah. that went bust. So there's all these parallels that are driven, driven like so you got this one poor family. I thought it was supposed to be the same shop. Oh, I assumed it was two different. I thought they had yeah, the same idea, and it's just like yeah. showing how they're basically the same people. Right. Um, so then. He the, goes down on that banana hard. Yeah, they could make money if he yeah. tried. So the 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 dad the it's not even like a whole banana over there. Yeah, so, nice <laughs> like a plantain. So he the the housekeeper's like pleading with the new housekeeper, who is the mom of the poor family. The mom of the poor family, they are like, we gotta we got well, get the fuck out of here. We're gonna get we're gonna call the cops. Whatever. The rest of the the the. Their well, hanger-on family is like listening from the stairwell. They fall down the stairs well, as a group. Hang on, like thematically, it's important that the poor family, the poor family that's now in residence, has no empathy because not they got a theirs. lick. They got they are covered. Mm-hmm. They are good to go. This woman is like, please, she was her a week ago. Well, she yeah. says something like, "What did she?" I'm say? not your sis. She said, "Yeah." She calls her sis, and she's yeah. like, "We've all been suffering." And he's like, like, "We're needy." It's like I'm not fucking needy, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, and just yeah, there's no yeah. That was something I was going to bring up. There's there's nothing from there's there's no reflection. The dad sort of actually he's the only one that sort of has any reflection of yeah. or, or empathy towards the situation of these other people. Well, and, but, well he only does, when he's like no no earlier, but his, and his, empath- his sister talks him out of it. And, and, like his empathy is like reviled by his entire family. Like right, his family's like it's like think about, about us, us. yeah. He's trying. He's like, you know, maybe because he was asking about that other driver. Maybe he found a job. Yeah, that's true. And he and, and he's the, also the one that brings up. What he thinks that the rich wife is nice. It has one of my favorite lines in the whole movie. She's nice because nice she's, she's rich. She's rich. Yeah, then the daughter's just like, worry about us. Don't worry about anyone else. Yeah. So he's the only one with any empathy. Um. So anyway, now the old housekeeper and her husband now know that these guys are also. Like charlatans, grifters. And she's also so embarrassed to show up there that she has cut the closed circuit cameras in front of their house, which is important later. Yeah. Right. Well, she does. Yeah. Well, she does that. I'm sorry, about because she. I guess she. I guess she doesn't ask to sneak her husband out. It's really just she's offering money. She's not. Yeah. She's not for trying you to, to sneak please, him No, out. she's like just please take care of my husband. Like, so all this fucking shit goes down. Like, and then 
So uh, there's a big uh, kerfuffle happens. They're fighting over this phone that's got videos proving who's who and what's what. And she's the old housekeeper's threatening to send it to the family. There's a wrestling and throw, people get chucked downstairs and smashed into walls. And then when that's all cleaned up, you find out that okay, the camping trip's been rained out. We're going to be home in eight minutes. So now the family only of the four people in there, only three of them or only one of them is supposed to be there. The other three need to hide. And then it becomes sort of this weird tense situation where the family's living around all these people hiding for the evening. Also, the 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 previous housekeeper gets kicked down the steps and badly injured. Like her husband gets tied to a rope and gets or gets tied to a post and gets to watch her die in what I can only imagine like the most horrific way possible. Um, so the there's some weird like like over the pants diddling sex and then. <laughs> It is the the next sucks. the next morning. Uh, every they, they kind you, of we made. Did you mention that they're literally under the couch the whole time? They're under the couch while they're taught, and it, so the poor dad is under the couch. Or they're the, they're under the coffee table. The dad, the daughter, and the son are under the coffee table, listening to the rich husband and wife who are watching their son in the yard through the window camp in the rain, hearing them talk about the dad and how the dad like just stinks and like. How you know he's a good driver and everything, but he's got this like old rotten radish smell about the him. The rich dad is like such a coward. He's always like, I can't stand somebody that crosses the line. Yeah, it's like, yeah. So, but the smell almost crosses the line yeah. or something. But so anyway, all this shit happens, and like, like these rich people have no, they are devoid of any emotion besides really kind of fear and uh, they're just oblivious. Weird sex, right? They're not, they're, they don't really have any... They have no joy. The son's the closest with any I sort. think you're supposed to, like, take the fact that the mother's an alcoholic, too. Yeah. Well, she's just... She's checked out most of them. The well, son, she doesn't have anything to do. The son is a brat. Yeah. So, um... The the, the family manages to escape, just barely. Uh, no one notices that they were there. But... So the next day is going to be this big birthday party because the camping trip didn't work out. During the birthday party, they invite... Oh, Sorry. As they escape, the whole town gets flooded, and they're they're up on this hill in this beautiful mansion, and as they're working their way down, 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 down to where they actually live, they are literally, their house is full of actual shit. Yeah. And they end up sleeping in, like, a, a gymnasium or a municipal center or something, and the dad has some really interesting lines, like, you know what plan never fails? No plan. Yeah. Like, just... Doesn't fucking matter. Nothing, about, nothing go they wrong. They talk about plans constantly in this movie. Because that's what poor yeah. people do. We plan yeah. on shit and yeah. it never happens. It's true. So then, uh, everyone gets invited. Because everyone's now you know family adjacent. Everybody gets invited to this kid's birthday party. So, we're at the kid's well, birthday party. They're invited, but it, it's, they're voluntold to go to this birthday Correct. party. They have no option. No. Well, they're also being, they're, they're voluntold, but they're also being said, you know, this will be, we'll pay you to be here. Right. Right, so the dad is dressed up like a like an Indian brave to play. I guess it's like just a, it's like an Indian. Well, the little the kid the is son obsessed with Indian. Right, he's always wearing like headdresses. Sleeps in a teepee, he's got, got a bow TP. and arrow. Yeah, he's got his American arrows. He's, he's got, got appropriating fancy ass teepee too. So there's this moment. Cox made this, this great comment about this kid's bedroom. He's like, it looks like a kindergarten. <laughs> it really, like is. it's like the size of yeah. this monster. Yeah. So. uh so the 
the the son is kind of fooling around with the the young daughter, which is kind of not great. And I the, mean, I think in the context of the movie, they're not that far yeah, apart. Like age. she might be eighteen, she might be sixteen, but she looks like a child. she yeah. looks very young. But yeah, so the whole party's going on, and then the uh, the dad, the the two dads, the rich dad and the poor dad, are hiding in the bushes, getting ready to. Like, jump out and scare the kid or be part of whatever the scene is. They're dressed in the Indian headdress or whatever. And for a minute there, like, the old dad is trying to have, like, a, kind of a moment with the rich dad. Like, a sort of, you know, you really love your wife like, yeah. connection. And then, like, the rich dad basically shuts down. It's like, don't forget, you're getting paid for this today. Yeah. Yeah, like, there's, there's, no, job, yeah, there's no, yeah, there's no, yeah. there's no, there's no, there's no us. There's even, like, a even fun you're little, dressed like. dressed like a clown at a party for a child. Well, there's, like, like a little, like, uh, what I like is there's a slight little visual thing that he does where it's, like, he's got the headdress all the way down, and when he talks to him, he puts it up just a little bit. Yeah. yeah. And it's, like, I don't know, it's just something about that. It's just, like, you know. I'm elevated. I'm not, I'm not you. Right. Right. So. I don't know if you touched on this, but this it comes into play here, and it's kind of a runner. Uh, the rich college friend brings them this stone, this big rock. Right, and the rock, it's supposed to give them prosperity or yeah. bring them wealth, right? The so kid's, the, like, obsessed with it. So the kid, for some reason, the son has it right now in the house. We brought it with him. He brought it, was, it with him for... We didn't, did you even touch on their house flooding out? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, because it's the one thing that he... Like, it's this... It's his aspiration, you know what I mean? Right. Like, it's the one thing he can't leave behind. Mm-hmm. So he... Yeah, it's kind of like her medals on the wall, or yeah. his medal, and like the mom's hammer. The mom was like a hammer thrower right. or something, right? Yeah, she so, was the the turtle in Mario Brothers. Yeah. So, she, so he's got this rock, and he's like, "I'm gonna go downstairs." I guess he says he's bringing it down to the basement to either check on these people or finish them off or something. At some point, they were gonna bring him yeah, some he's food. He's just carrying it around. He's going to check on them, but he just has it with. Yeah, I don't think I don't really. I didn't read that as he had any like malicious intent. I guess that's true because he didn't walk up to her like looking no. at her. So he wanders away downstairs. He finds the old the old housekeeper dead. First of all, he drops his rock down steps because this dude's an idiot with stairs, and then he gets fucking uh, leashed, and the the old the. The dad or the the other poor guy that was living in the basement is gonna fucking murder him. He fucking snags him, tries to run out, turns into a horror movie for half a second. The the son almost escapes, gets yanked to the earth, and gets well. You think gets his, bane, his brains bashed in with this rock? Then the guy from the basement. Well, he does just, get his brains bashed. Well, in with yeah, the rock. Just, but not terminally. Yeah, survives. Yeah. So then the guy walks upstairs. Having just you know his, his wife's dead, he wants to kill the woman who did that. So the the poor mom, he wants to kill her. Walks in the kitchen, grabs a fucking butcher knife, runs out into this garden Again, party. He's walking through like this house that's full of people, nobody knows. He's nobody covered in blood. Yeah, he looks like like he looks like a horror movie monster. His face is all shredded. He looks up. like Ichi at the end of yeah. Ichi the Killer. <laughs> yeah, he runs out in the middle of this garden party. Fucking stabs the the he has poor daughter because he hasn't been outside in five years or yeah, it'll rub yeah. his eyes or not during the day, right? And he fucking stabs the poor daughter, the poor the poor man's daughter in the chest, and she's fucking goes down. That springs the mom and the and the poor the poor mom and the poor dad into action, and they're not supposed to have any affinity yeah. to this girl other than the fact that they all work for the same family because then no one knows they're related. And they all kind of rush to her aid. Well, the mom attacks with a hatchet. The little kid sees the guy and faints. Has a faint, yeah. Because Because earlier, earlier he had years ago, the kid was up late one night eating cake, and the 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 housekeeper's husband emerged from the basement. 
thinking oh. that the house was empty or everyone was asleep. Is punk bitch. Like he is. <laughs> no, yeah. yeah, but and he thought he saw a ghost and came seizures. So now the kids, the kids seizuring, the the poor daughter is stabbed. The hammer throwing poor mom is attacking that guy with a hatchet. First the hatchet, then, then like then a Brazilian steak. Yeah, yeah, yeah then like a giant. Uh, a fucking kebab this kid's skewer. birthday party is so opulent. It's an impromptu birthday party. They have a full orchestra. A French know. cook. Yeah. Like it's a- the, the, the poor mom is setting up the tables outside. The dad comes up and tells her to be quiet while yeah, she's doing that's it. Because kids- the kid's still asleep in the teepee outside. Oh. <laughs> right. And she's just like, what the fuck, Piece man? Shit. So then, so the poor dad is trying to stop the bleeding of his own daughter. The mom, the poor mom is fighting and murdering this other guy. This other guy, the guy who's lived in the basement, essentially worships the, the rich dad because the rich dad's like the founder of the feast, like Mr. Pa- like, you know, I fucking adore you. So this all comes to pass, the, the, the rich dad's like, I need to get to the fucking hospital. Driver, what are you doing with her? Drive us to the hospital. Yeah. No. Okay, fine. Throw me the fucking keys. He throws the keys. The keys land under the poor mom and the basement dweller, and as they're fighting, and the one guy is dying. Well, like the the, the rich dad, no concern for any of them. And I guess his kid's going to a seizure, so I get it. But like, I didn't even yeah, take it when I, they say seizures. It's more he, like he, he, he fainted. He had a fainting. Spell. And the right. thing, like, I don't know. The way I take it is, he has no like the the like it's it's. I mean, it's the theme of the whole movie. But the rich father has no concern for. The, the girl, like, even though she's, you know, not, like, there's no relation, like, you just have basic human empathy for yeah. a girl that's dying in front of you right. in your front lawn. <laughs> and then the other two people that are killing each other in front of you, yeah. but all he cares about is this kid that just passed well, out. Well, I think the thing that, I think the thing that sells it the most is the guy who just got stabbed with a meat skewer, who is, who in his probably twisted vision is defending the honor of this family, yeah. is like, Mr. Park! And yeah. he's like, I'm just gonna roll you over to get the like, keys. Do I know you? Yeah. yeah. And then for half a second, kind of like gives a stink face because he smells bad. And then that just triggers the poor dad. And the poor dad comes at him like a spider monkey, fucking stabs him in the chest. Which um, got a gasp out of you. Yeah. A rare Gogs gasp. Oof. Gogs has an affinity for rich dads getting stabbed. I mean, I don't like it happening. Yeah. I don't want this becoming fashion. <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> So now, if you ask me, it's all of good. <laughs> so now the can't wait for this Labor Day cookout. Uh, uh, <laughs> we won't be in a fucking chain mail. It's, it's, it's AJ's birthday party. We're all gonna dress like submarine commanders. No for shit. All of you gonna have to pay. Dude, you should set up a TV. Yeah, it's a parasite party. Yeah, it's a parasite. That's not a bad idea. It's not bad. So now, um, I'll show you all my secrets. I got a, for, like, I got a full headdress. So I love cultural misappropriation. So, is it misappropriation if you're Korean? Uh, a funny story about that. Uh, Asians have no concept of that, of cultural misappropriation. Yeah. Is it misappropriation or just regular ass appropriation? I'm sorry. You misappropriate money. You appropriate culture. Fair. Well, anyway, in, in, in uh, Asian countries, they don't have that concept. No, they love Scarlett Johansson. Yeah, it has, it has not made it over there yet. (laughs) Oh, she's gonna be one of us. Yeah, for the biggest. Yeah. So now, uh, 
So, so everyone's out of scared. Her chair. Yeah. So everyone's scattered. Like googly eye glasses. <laughs> so everybody scatters to the wind, and then you see. So the son. Next thing you know, the son wakes up in the hospital. He's got goofy brains because he got his head smashed in with a fortune rock. Uh, him and his mom are acquitted. Of they're not acquitted. They're given probation, probation. Yeah. for like all the things they've done. Well, they haven't really done. She murdered somebody. To self-defense. Ah, fair. The kid hasn't done really forgery? Like, fraud, maybe? Probably fraud, yeah. Barely. Yeah. So, trespassing, I guess. Well, not if you're invited in. No. Um, Vampire rules. So those two are free to go, and they're just being... But the dad, the murder dad, killed the rich guy, is at large. No one can find him. Eventually the cops give up. They're not following the family anymore. They don't know where the dad is. Daughter's dead. Their daughter is dead. So the son just goes back after he lo- after the cops don't follow him. He just goes back to the house, just I guess to rem- reminisce about the past. I don't know. What this? Wait, say that again. To see the old house. Well, the he son goes up in the to the rich house. Well, he knows that the dad's there. No, he not doesn't. At first. Not at first. I I took it that he assumed that he was going to be there. No, because he got like he got startled by the fact. I think he was just looking at the house just to go, uh, man, what could have been. Yeah. yeah maybe, and then he yeah. sees the lights flashing, and he's like. So the lights, there's lights in the living room that are connected to a switch in the basement, and then the the poor dad was sending Morse code that way. So well, old well, old poor basement, not dad. Now poor dad is sending Morse code <laughs> that way. The original housekeeper's husband who lived in the basement, right? He had a system, a, a Morse code system, yeah. where he felt like he was talking to Mister Park, Park, right? The rich dad. So now, uh, so apparently, poor dad has been doing this every night. There's new owners of the house. And every night he's just he sends out this this diatribe. Be concerned that this exterior lights going ape shit for hours at a time. And then the son writes it all down. Morse code finds out the dad has been living in this basement the whole time, just doing his thing, trying to survive. And so the son's like, "Well, you know what? I'm gonna make a plan. I'm gonna get rich. I'm gonna buy the house. And everything's great." He writes this letter that he's never gonna be able to share with his dad. And I guess it just sort of ends on a pipe dream. Well, yeah, it's yeah. I took it as he just wrote the letter like. Like, kind of cathartic? Yeah, for himself. Like, yeah, yeah Dad, I'm going to get you out of there someday. No one well, like, wouldn't actually... Like, I, like I'm going to write myself a check I mean, for a million dollars. had the whole vision, like, of what was going to happen, and we all know that... It's like Sean just said. That's what poor people do. You make plans. It's not well, going to... visualize it. Yeah. Well, so we did the... So was was him returning that rock to that riverbed, him sort of, like, saying, I'm no longer believing in luck, I'm going to believe in my plan? No. No, the rock... Besides the fact that he got brained with it, like, everything bad happens to them, like, actually bad... Post getting the rock. Post rock. Yeah. Just like okay. movies. Yeah. Well, that, nice. So, uh, that's, then that's it. That's, that's the That's movie. Parasite. Yep. Um, up, up. Classism! Like, I know that we're supposed to also, like, not be too fond of the poor family because of the way they interact. Especially with the displaced housekeeper and stuff. Yeah. But I just hate rich people so much, like, I can't help but root for them the entire time. Well, yeah. Same. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I do think I mean, that... I feel for I the think dad that, the whole I think time. that the rich people in this movie are... Like, I do like the, the fact dad. that I don't feel like they're painted as, like, evil. No, they're, they're just, just out of touch. touch. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're completely, completely oblivious. The father's, like, some kind of vague tech bro. Like, yeah, yeah. And their mother's an 
Yeah. Mother stupid. She's like shit. this classic like trophy wife trope, right? She's pretty fine though. She's pretty she is. She's pretty hot. She is. She's like totally vapid. Yeah. Like it's like, oh, art therapy. I don't know, I just Googled art therapy and made up that the rest. shit is so funny when she sees the fuck the daughter in the skitties Freddy is the fucking signature. She's like he he did one there too. Or <laughs> oh my god. But like so like she's and she's so instantly trusting. Right, I get like everyone. Because nobody talks to her but the fucking housekeeper. Yeah, I guess that's I think true. That's exactly what it is. I do like when you're introduced to her character. She's literally just passed out on the front lawn. Yeah. Like, <laughs> what were you saying? I was like, when the poor wife was like cleaning up when they were coming home and shoving all the stuff in the drawers. Yeah, you said that was going to come up again. No, Gogs was saying something about um, they never look in the drawers, so it won't be a big deal. Yeah. It's like they never look at anything. Their heads are always in the air because like yeah. Yeah. it's something that Sean pointed out. That oh, I thought it was gonna be the one time that they opened a drawer. No. Like obviously, there's a lot of like ascent descent visuals in this movie. But I, you're right. The, the rich family literally never looks down. They don't do a good job of cleaning up the house. I mean, no. they literally just take the a of yeah. shit, knocking it off. The well, table. It's a, the house is a fucking disaster. Yeah. They, I won't, remember they just start smashing. They smash them up. Right. They just start breaking bottles. Fire it up. Yeah. <laughs> But I think there's a, there's a, I think there's another interesting thing. Maybe I'm grasping at this, but the is it my penis? No, you yeah, can't grab what's not, not there. So, <laughs> like of the two families, I've grabbed an Uncle Trent before. <laughs> of, of the uh, nice. all the poo in it, I would say I would say, I would say that it's more it's more of an overcooked shrimp than an under. I'd say overthawed shrimp. Oh. Like it's just been like sitting in that water. Oh, yeah, it gets a little like it's, it gets a little yeah. Yeah. slimy. Yeah. And then like the middle bits fall out. That is yeah, yeah, that is it. Yeah. So like of these two families, right? Like the like the poor family, the poor family wants to be rich, but the poor of the the poor family's happy. Yes. As a poor family. And the rich family is not. I don't know if they're not happy. They're not. They're too <sighs> oblivious. I don't, yeah, I don't even like, think it right. But like, as a family, they're not even a cohesive unit. Like, they're not, yeah. like, the, the, the poor family sits around a table, they're, they're talking each other up, they're kind of whatever. I they're mean, poor, but they're poor together in like the fucking whatever. The but, rich family's problems are based on them being rich. Yeah. Like, the mom is bored because they're rich and she doesn't have to do anything. Yeah. The but, kid is bored with a made-up problem. Right. Like, he's art. Well, I mean, I, I, but that's I my point. But I think I'm trying to get I don't like, feel like... I don't they're know. not unhappy. Like, I don't read them as unhappy in the classic sense of, like, I, my I life do. is empty. Like, nah. should the mom... Because you identify with them. The mom... <laughs> fuck up about this shit. Jesus <laughs> fucking Christ. So now... The the mom has nothing to fucking do, so she's just trying to fill her fucking vacuous void with shopping and parties and everything else. Yeah. But she has no connection to her husband. She has no connection to her children. But they don't. But that doesn't seem like a thing that but do you, worries like, them. I'm saying. They, it, I'm not saying it worries them. What I'm trying to say is okay. that you've got this poor family who is happy but wants to be rich. Right. And then all of the shit that would if they became that rich family, they would lose all of that. Good family connection that they should have. Oh, I, see, I mean, yeah, I get that. Yeah, it, well, it's just like Sean said. It's it's that scene where that where the poor family goes into the basement, basement, the basement of the basement, right? And and they have the standoff with the 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 fucking house troll that's been living there, and then they're completely they've already ascended, so they don't right, have any empathy they anymore. Right. So the rich family doesn't understand what like. The, I guess what I'm trying to say when you say they're unhappy, the rich family is unhappy. I don't think they're unhappy. I just think that they live in a totally alien way than the other family. I, I, no, I think they are genuinely unhappy. Do you think they're aware of? You know what I mean? Like it's like right. you know, like happiness is like okay, happiness as defined as 
being able to sit around that's and have a conversation and enjoy like being with your friends and family, right? But that's not what makes everybody happy. Everybody has their own definition right. of happiness. Okay, well, I think that's well, what the movie's trying well, to say. For fine, me. that's like how the dad, the rich dad. We don't get enough of, of their lives to know what actually drives them. Like the rich dad, well, maybe is probably happy with his business. But but isn't that part of the problem? We don't ever see we see that aspect of the poor family. But it, I, don't, I don't think it's because we don't see it for the rich family. I think it's, it's not there. I don't think it's a problem that we don't see it. I'm not like, saying we don't, we don't need to. I'm not saying it, I'm not well, even saying it's, it's a problem. It's, I'm saying it's part of the story. It's part of saying it's, it's, then you get there, you kind of lose basically those this, connections. Basically, this whole the the uh, poor family's attitude this whole time is like that Dave Chappelle sketch where the reparations checks come out, right? And the one was like, "There's poor people around. Watch out." Well, it's tough to gauge. I think the emotions of because you're seeing it from the one the family's POV. Like you don't really see much. From like the rich family, like everything yeah, you don't see you anything see from about the rich them family unless the poor to... family is there. Well, so the rich family goes camping, right? Yeah. You get the scene of them in the car together. No one wants to be there. The son's well, having a fucking shit. She's talking on the phone to the poor family. So we're saying this it's based on it's like an unreliable narrator sort of thing. Not or unreliable, saying, but you don't see any part of the rich family's lives without the poor family in context. I don't yeah. think you can get. I guess you can't really gauge their emotion, like their. Okay, fine. I think, but all I think, the things you witness, you never witness them. Being I think happy. the thing, like the the thing that in the movie that would support your argument is where the Mister Park's driving and he's like. This is the first time you mentioned, like, do you love her? And he's oh, like, yeah. yeah. That's true. We, yeah. We'll call it love. You yeah, know what yeah. I mean? Right. Like, there's, there's like... But you also... The mom like, doesn't engage with the children. The dad doesn't engage with the children. The dad barely engages with the wife. They have this real weird sex thing on the cell I think book. the dad loves the son, though. I think the dad mm-hmm. does love the son. There's some sort of... But that, that connection is kind of more one way. Like, and the daughter is... She's just kind of checked out. Yeah. yeah, like, it's, there's the part where she's like, nobody asked me if I wanted any noodles. Right, like, but to go back to what Alec was saying, I think it stems from the fact that they, they're they they're so well taken care of, that's why they all kind of have their own isolated lives. But I don't, like, you're right, they're the all The poor very, family doesn't have the means they don't, to be the isolated The poor family doesn't have, yeah, exactly, they don't have the privilege to be that way. But you can still be... But I, you but can still I be a group of poor people and still hate each other's fucking guts, and not, like they're supportive of each other. They like well, no, like but, each other, but I guess, engage I guess with each another, other voluntarily. But another way to say this is, the poor family needs each other because they're surviving. Like, okay, they're all together. I mean, not I saying think, that, I think this kind of goes back to like because you're like a real social person, like you value that kind of closeness, like just even that like proximity where they're not in there fighting each other is like, okay, this is like. A picture of happiness. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think it's just like a matter of perspective. Yeah, I can see that. I mean, I do agree that the poor family is the cohesive unit, and they seem like a more. I mean, I even made the joke that I just wish I had. I, I'm more envious of a family that's this together because I don't really know what that's like. So you know what I mean? Like, it, it. I get what you're saying, but I don't. I don't get the vibe from the movie, at least my reading, that the rich family is unhappy with their lives. I think they just live a weird ultra-rich life, so they don't know anything else. Okay. I, I That's how I read it. I don't know. Like, it's it's hard to say, because, like, it. I get the impression that they don't have the capacity to be happy. Like, it, it makes no difference well, to right. well, yes, that's Well, the, yeah, well could, maybe that's part of yeah. it, but it's like, it's like what you're striving for would actually undo something that you probably would end up valuing or missing. Yeah, maybe. I don't, I don't know. know. 
We don't, again, like, I forget who said I think Alec, we don't really spend enough time with them as a unit autonomously from the poor family like, to real. Like, you, if you went on that actual camping trip and you got to see them alone, then you might be, have a more basis to figure out how they're really working. I think you, you, you get that they're not close, at least the husband and the wife, from, from that sex scene. Yeah. <laughs> Or whatever that is. Right. The hottest sex scene in film history. Like, she goes, he, he goes like, you know where it is. He's like, talking talk about, about his dick. dick. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, buy me drugs. Buy me, like, they go play on. being yeah. poor. Yeah. 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 Like, that's I CD. love that. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah. It's just, just rubbing and yanking. Just, just, and he does what the, you call it? He the, does I the, call it. He does the fucking racking and jacking. <laughs> He does the fucking underhook into the vagina. But it's not even like finger, like he goes full on. Yeah, like, it's like a like a fucking body ball. slam. Like, yeah, like just, he can't. Yeah. <laughs> it's just gonna be a pull <laughs> He's like a road dog. Yeah, it was a. Uh, yeah, it's the least sexual sex scene uh, since. Uh, but you know the long since so uh, since killer killing of a sacred deer. <laughs> Like the women in the entire movie, pretty much are marginalized because it's like the daughter doesn't get offered anything. The woman's not going to eat the soup, and then she's like, "Well, the housekeeper has like, no, wait a minute, there's steak, and I should give it to my husband first. That's like, right, I forgot mm-hmm. about that. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's got a lot going on, a lot to unpack. Yeah, it's a it's a solid film. Yeah. Anything else we're going to talk about before we get into five knuckle shuffles? That rum don looked delicious. It did look good. All the food in this movie looks dope, and yeah. that's bullshit because most like authentic Korean food I had is gross. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I like mean, food. I like Korean barbecue. That's all I, I really like had. Korean food. Yeah, some of it's good. Although we did go out for Gog's birthday one time, and they had to tell the woman that was waiting on us that I was a homosexual, so she wouldn't feed me any meat. <laughs> like seriously, that was like the is only that right. Way. I swear to God, that's a true story. <laughs> we, me and God, ordered our like food like at uh, at Honey Pig. We nice, ordered nice. like our steak or whatever, and Sean's like, "Just vegetables, please." And she just looked at him like she couldn't comprehend. She looked at me. She goes, <laughs> God made the flappy, flappy wrist hinge. <laughs> You were kidding. No. Oh my god. So then she brought him a plate of vegetables to yep. throw on the grill. There you go. I mean, it still had like vegetables a bunch of meat stuff. A bunch of meat goo yeah. into it. It's like they just a, pulled the meat out of it. Just yeah. like a carrot wrapped in steak. It's like close enough. It's like that episode of The Simpsons where Marge is like, there's anything without seafood in it or whatever. It's kind of like the bread. Oh, the bread has more seafood That's in it. Right, yeah. Those Arby's commercials where it's like, hey, we made a carrot out of roast beef yeah. or whatever. I was reading earlier, I don't know who he actually is. Pusha T? Yeah. Yeah. The rapper. the rapper. He wrote the I'm Loving It jingle and the Arby's. We got the meats jingle. Wow. He probably made serious bad. Apparently he made just like, Doesn't he just got a fee for the McDonald's one, but he gets royalties Didn't on the Arby's Push one. Didn't Pusha T do the Ric Flair song? Maybe. He should get all you could eat McDonald's and Arby's for life. Speaking I got of, the meat sounds terrible. We got the meats. We have the meats. Speaking <laughs> Arby's. of Arby's. I don't know, I, this is just a weird random fact. So you know Mr. Peanut? Yeah. The yeah. planners got? And he dead? No, no, they he brought him back born. to life as well, they, Baby they Yoda. Well, unfortunate slogan of Baby Nut. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jeffrey Epstein's favorite uh, hashtag. But no, Fighting! No, <laughs> uh, no, so the guy that invented Mr. Peanut was like a 15-year-old kid that won a contest. They paid him $5. That's like oh, once. It's like the guy that uh, made the Black Spider-Man suit. That they're like, oh, we're not going to use oh, yeah. this. And then they used yeah. it. <laughs> uh, that's kind of shitty. All right, five knuckle shuffle time. It's Gogs, you Gogs. Oh, 
I'm gonna go with a nine. Mm. Not a ten, huh? Not a ten, but the nine, I really liked it. What uh, what was it missing? Like if you if there was something you could put your finger on, Tids, like, did you want to see? Though? I mean, we got close. I was yeah, we did. Well, the first time I watched it, I was like, man, I hope that thing pops out. It never did. Mm-hmm. Um, I could eat. How was it? Like, needed more of that noodle dish. Cause more of the noodle dish would have been nice. Just a five minute static shot on look, that dish. It looked really been. good. It was, it was, it was, it was, the movie had like tension, violence, all the you know, all the hallmarks. Your two favorite things. <laughs> like, uh, revenge, revenge, <laughs> family. Violence. Uh, I kind of like. <laughs> I kind of, I kind of oh, wish. I, I'm sorry. Hold on. Is okay. that the new Gogs metric? Like that's a Tim Stamball. No, you be tense and violent. Tense as fuck and violent as. I got my checklist. It's two. <laughs> you tell give me two. Uh, I think. I feel like that I could have used more out of the ending. I don't know how to say that. Like it's just sort of just. He writes the letter to his dad, and it's never gonna happen. It kind of just kind of it, it just sort of ends. I mean, I, I guess that's the point. I love the end. Yeah. Then How would you I'd, feel if it just ended like when he's waking up in the hospital laughing? I think that would have been better. Really? Mm, fair enough. I think I would have liked that. More. I could see. I see your. I see your point because like I like the ending, but like it does kind of like drone on. It's, it's a like, weird coda to like. Yeah. It's, it's like, like one monologue and then another monologue yeah. and then it ends. Right, like I kind of just yeah. If he just sort of wakes up, like because kind of like you're back where you started, and then that's like that's it. But uh, no, I, I mean I really enjoyed it. It was beautifully shot. The acting's excellent. Whoever, whoever the the gentleman that plays the poor dad, he's great. Actually, the whole the whole family, yeah, the whole poor family is fucking the Kim. Fa- is their name actually? Yeah. Kim, mm-hmm. Okay, so the Kim family is fucking. They're all great. Um, the guy who plays the basement dwelling husband, is great as being a crazy. I, it's. Everyone's good in it. The shot beautifully. I liked it quite a bit. I get why I get so much praise. I get why I'm I'm surprised it won. You like it more than Donald Trump liked it. Well, well, he didn't actually see it. I don't know if any everybody got all upset. He just wants to watch Gone at the Window over and over and over. It was like I know for a fact Donald Trump's favorite movie is Bloodsport, and he doesn't even watch it. No, he has a son fast forward through the boring parts. (laughs) Damn. What's boring about Bloodsport? Fucking retard. I don't know. Aren't you, aren't you, aren't you a little young for full contact? Every, everything is great about Bloodsport because you gotta listen to Van Damme just stumble through those fucking Frank lines. And Dukes. <laughs> I'm from California. <laughs> okay, I, USA. Uh, I know I've said it, but I don't care if Bruce Springsteen is a Sudoshi. I know I've said it before, <laughs> but like the kid that got to play him sounds oh. like he's retarded. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's a dumb dumb. <laughs> Trust you, right. sword. And they pass go. the mic to Chomp. Uh, it's a ten. It was uh, number two on my list last year. Free uncut gems. It was like my top three were uncut gems, under the silver lake, and this. Yeah. So I mean, I consider those all tens. Like, uh, again, like I don't take the message from the movie. I think that is what is wholly intended because, like, it's supposed. To, it's almost like. It's symbiotic, like the way they mm-hmm. live off of one another. Oh, right. That's the title. That's the point. Well, no, that's a parasite and a symbiote. symbiote. Two totally different mm-hmm. things. Well, they're living off of one. Yeah, but like the, the, in a symbiotic relationship. They live off each other. There's a parasite. Oh, you mean problem. like the Gungans and the, the Surely people of the Nabooists. <laughs> you and the Naboo have a symbiotic relationship. <laughs> you must understand this. But then, you, but then the people in this movie need to go to the, the planet, planet core. By the planet Straight core, through. I assume he means the planet, planet core. core. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I keep going. I mean, they're more like the Nemoidians than anything, I guess. 
Uh, no, I, the <laughs> I love the sister. The sister, sister's Je- great. Jessica, yeah. Chicago cousin. Yeah, like, just like the the fucking like. God, this is like uh, what you say is like Ocean's Eleven, but the like the heist aspects of this movie, yeah, are really good. And then it takes that hard turn. Like this movie has a this is gonna be a weird thing, but I appreciate its very definitive act structure. Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, like, yeah. Um, like literally, the woman gets kicked out of the stairs at the beginning of the third act. Yeah, yeah. I think it's a fantastic movie. Um, it's almost as good as Train to Busan. Nothing's as good as Train to Busan. Yeah. We and, say like the bad. That movie's great. The, oh, it's a good movie. Like yeah. Chinese connection. <laughs> <laughs> Almost as good as that. And then I pass the mic to Alec. Uh, give it a nine. Yeah. God's gave it a nine. You were like, huh? Really? I, I gave it a nine. I you're thought, you're honestly, I thought you would love this movie specifically. I mean, I don't. Hey, I like it a lot. No, no, no. Like, and I'm going to rewatch it. And I, I you did I, buy it. I bought it. You're big on like. You can rewatch it a bunch. I think you. Well, I'm going to rewatch it. I'm, I, I won't be surprised if my opinion improves on further viewings mm-hmm. because there's probably more. I'm going to be like now that I know how it develops, I'll be looking for stuff earlier in the film. Really I think happens. things with heavy family dynamics you really get into. I like, do. And revenge. And the, I love those two things. <laughs> so, I also love tension and violence. Right. Tension. <laughs> So nine, yeah, nine. It's a, uh, it's really good. The acting is all good. I didn't mind subtitles. Sometimes subtitles are obnoxious. You watch foreign movies though, yeah. But yeah. sometimes they're obnoxious, and I felt these were a little hard to read. I didn't. They went quick. Mind, yeah. My bootleg subtitles are better. Whoa. Excuse me. You bootleg stuff. No, my bootleg. The the my file on my computer has better subtitles than this. They had the dark outlines. You can see them better. These had the white on white. I hate that. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's 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 really good. Everybody's good in it. The story's really good. The dude's a really good director. Yeah, he's like great. the last three movies he's made have all been bangers. Yeah, you've seen all of them. I have yeah. seen Oakja. I liked it. Yeah, it was good. good. It's on Netflix. Available for anybody to watch. Friendly monster or, or mean monster? Free. Oakja? Mm. It's, it's like a monster. Big it's a super pig. Hell yeah. You're thinking of The Host, which was like 15 years ago now. Oh, that's shit. a good movie, though. I like that movie. Yeah, that movie came out in 2000. It's better than Monsters. Yes. yes it is it better than Monsters 2? Is there a Monsters 2? Yeah. Or it might not be called Monsters 2. Oh, Monsters but there's a Ball. sequel it's to called that Monsters movie. Ball. Yeah, you me too. Um, <laughs> Monsters Universe. Yeah, I don't have anything bad to say about it. It wouldn't have been. It might have made my top five, but I have to relook at my list to see what it would have, might have bumped out. But I like Ford v Ferrari more. I like Jojo Rabbit more. I probably like Joker more. I don't know. It's good, though. It's really good. I recommend it to people. And you can rent it for $6 on Amazon. And it's an okay movie for normies to watch. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you can read, which apparently Neon is accusing the President of the United States of not being able to do. I mean, I wouldn't doubt it. Yeah. Uh, do you think he's read? How do you think he's reading this? Not, he's in like a fourth good. grade level. <laughs> I bet it's real bad. Uh, he writes in a sh- he writes with a sharpie. Yeah, remember that that remember when they his, saw his, his notes. His speech notes were written in sharpie. You can read them from forty feet away. That was funny. <laughs> right, he signs presidential decrees with a sharpie. Uh, there's you know that that gift that gets passed around where it's. Him oh, showing the executive thing. order, yeah. But there, did you see the one where it's like it's like a child's like drawing of a train with like crayons? 
funny. He also didn't color the American flag correctly when we visited kindergarten. So he I is. think my favorite gif of him is looking at the uh, eclipse. Which oh like, don't look at the eclipse, God. and he immediately like, stares right at him. <laughs> like, how funny would it be oh if he's been God. blind the whole time, and they're doing, like, oh, it's like oh, 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 <laughs> Like, he's stupid. He's not stupid. That's he why he, like, parasite. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, well, you know, the one thing I'll say about that dumb parasite story in, in him is he, he said, his quote, he didn't see the movie. Yeah. He's just like, what's that about? Like, he's just doing his stupid pro-America crap. He never actually saw the movie. It's not like, it's not like he saw it and didn't understand the movie. He just didn't see it. He would hate this movie. Yeah, he would hate, we wouldn't get it. He would hate this the movie. He's like, why are the rich people getting stabbed? The problem is like, Donald Trump probably loves movies that we love. Like, I bet well, he, he does. loves Cobra. No, well, they need him to sit down and watch Commando. I feel, like, I feel like show. I feel like around the time of his his run for president, his like favorite movies came out, and I was like, oh, those they're are all bangers. They're all pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Slap. All right, who's left? Oh, TV. a lot of eighties. Oh, TJ. Uh, it's a ten for me, dog. This movie is absolutely fantastic. Uh, I love everything about it. I think that it's. I think on a technical level, this movie. Every time I've watched it three times now. It blows me away. The 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 I, I know I say it every time I watch it, but the fact that their apartment and that street that they live on is all a set. That's kind of it, it, it doesn't look like a set at all. Like when I, it just it blows my mind. But there's so many like just brilliant choices in this movie. Like how it just I love I love just the simpleness of just so many things are just juxtaposition, right? Like the poor family, their view is this shitty desolate street that people piss right in yeah. front of it and then you go to the rich people house and they have the same kind of setup but it's this opulent beautiful you're right that's a it's i mean it's it's right there it is i didn't pick up what no, you're no, right. no no i know it, but it, it's cool uh and i love that there's there's like the one good they have to like ascend to get the street I, level that's what yeah. i was just about to say like i love that sequence where they uh when they finally sneak out of the house when they're not supposed to be there and it's in the pouring rain and this is the same sequence where their house floods out but they literally have to go down about a two million staircases. It looks like they go through like a bomb crater. Yeah, I don't see how they could possibly go down that many stairs in the yeah, city. It's wild. And also each time that they shoot these stairs, it's shot in a different way. Like there's so many clever little camera moves and a lot of great tracking shots. So I was just thinking about this because there's a weird scene, right? During, when they when they escape and they're running down the they're running down the street, uh-huh. and it focuses on a on a fucking areaway, a trench drain, yeah, right? Yeah. And the great and all the water running down into it, right? Yeah. And then later when the sun's doing it, he's it's later the sun's going down the stairs and the, the water's just rushing past his ankles, right? Right. Is that supposed to symbolize or say something like basically all this water is going into pipes, which is eventually going to dump into where they live? Oh, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Okay. Well, that's like, why I took it. The, uh, the mother is like in the car later. She's like, oh, thanks for all the rain. we got a blue sky now. Yeah, I like, love that. I love the fact that they, these people below them like had the worst night of their lives, lost their homes. And if their mother was like at all paying attention to anything, would have heard about this massive flood. Right. But, yeah. And they don't care. It's just yeah. like a, a beautiful sunny day. They're working about getting their florists together yeah. for, for It's her. also a movie that doesn't feel as long as it is. No, it really did it's move. It's like two and a quarter, isn't it? Yeah. It moves. I mean it, it moves at a clip. Um, it reminds me this is even a weird comparison, I don't want to stop on you, but it reminds me a lot of Birdman. Really, the way it's shot, like with all the tracking shots, and I can like see that. there's even there's one really good tracking shot where it even has like this like jazz drum soundtrack. Yeah, where the father's walking through the. I I really like one of my favorite shots in the whole movie is at the very end when uh, I think it's actually a repeated shot, but I could be wrong. But when he 
after he kills, after the poor father kills the rich father, and he's he's slowly kind of it's in slow motion. He's like backing up and sort of tripping over himself to run away from the scene. Kind of shot from above, and it's right? shot from above, and it comes around, and it, it's so cool. But I think earlier you get that same yeah, the Miami connection shot. shot. It's so cool. Or not what it, um, Hotline yeah, Miami. Hotline Miami shot. Yeah, he needs to get in a car and drive away. Put on a tiger mask. Um, that's a movie they need to make. Hotline Miami. I mean, too. they may drive. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but I love this movie. I think this movie is great. I. Uh, I think it's cool that, like, not only do, do people, hopefully people get m- more exposed to this guy's other movies, but, like, hopefully just Korean cinema in general, because, like, you know, Chan-Woo Park is... Yeah, don't really, watch Thirst, though. Don't watch Thirst. But watch, like, Old Boy and, and the Vengeance Trilogy. Watch fucking uh, Bittersweet Life, fucking A Tale of Two Sisters. Like, watch that weird uh, Better Tomorrow remake that they made. It's not bad. It's not. Uh, I've seen it. Yeah. Uh, watch, uh, watch fucking, uh, what's the one that I like? What's the gambling one? Uh, Maverick. No. There's like a... I know you have a banger. Watch I Saw the Devil. That movie's fucking awesome. There's so many great fucking Korean movies like in the last 20 years. It's They're amazing. Uh, so, you know, in general, maybe people just watch more shit with subtitles. It's a good thing. A couple of readers. It's a good thing. Or you can go to shitty punk shows your whole life and watch everything with subtitles like your boys. Yeah, really. Uh, but yeah, uh, so next week it's Alex Pick, right? Yep. And we're watching Jojo Jonathan, Rabbit. Jonathan Rabbit. Yep. Did it. you watch Four Verse Fry? I'm not, but Alec is. I'm excited to watch Jojo right. Rabbit. I really enjoyed that movie too. Spoiler alert: It's going to be another ten. <clears throat> I think Four Verse Fry might six. be your favorite movie of the year last year. Once you watch it, you it is. You're going to love yeah. it. I think you're going to. Okay. You're going to love it. It's also a movie about movie. fathers and sons. Splution and just jacking it. And wait, so it's about violence. It's about American ingenuity, engineering. Masculinity mm-hmm. and father and son relationship and jacking it, checking a lot of boxes. There's like a whole scene where Christian Bale's just yanking it, just just cranking. Oh, it and off. sticking it up the rich guy's asshole. Yeah. Okay. Let's yeah. do it. Yep. Yanking that. Also, well, John Bernthal's hog. Love yeah. John Bernthal. Lee Iacocca <laughs> wishes he looked like fucking John Bernthal <laughs> yeah, yeah. at any point. I started watching the Lee Iacocca documentary about, or not, uh, I'm sorry, the DeLorean documentary was boring. It was pissed. Yeah. They kept cutting to Alec Baldwin in makeup. Like, he, he kept, like, didn't the, that, that all got, he all fucked up on drug money, right? Like, he was. And I think that didn't, that was the whole story. The drug money, I, like, fueled that car. I think car. that's the story, but there's also, like, the true? conspiracy element that the big three motors uh, were, like, trying to, I don't know. I couldn't get to it. It just wasn't a good documentary. Alright. Well, we'll see you next Wings. week. Jojo Rabbit's gonna be fun. Are you gonna pay to play the trailer for this movie? Yeah. I'll pop <laughs> Don't you speak Korean? Get Stacy no. to tr- tell us what it says. He doesn't speak Korean. Maybe I'll. I'll Redman speaks Korean. I'll just put. The, oh good, we'll get Redman. <laughs> like, I'll just get in Korean. I'll just get Gogsbot to translate the Korean over the the trailer. Oh, that's no. not going to be awful at all. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you heard. Parasite. I don't know if you heard last week, but Gogsbot said he saw you do a spin kick and your dick fell off. <laughs> I missed that. Yeah. That's a lot of torque. Yeah, he said your dick. Then he laughed and said, "He said no, you didn't do a spin kick, but your dick did." <laughs> I think that was last. That robot's got a real. That robot to really does not. The <laughs> robot can't stand you. Can't stand you. Such a joke. I was watching some. Oh, it was Ralph the Movie Maker. Yeah. 
and Gogsbot showed up on that. <laughs> Translator, he uses the same voice. I was like, hey. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, you are a smelly yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Bye, right. everybody. I'm a little bit upset, okay? I'm a little bit upset. So I just got done watching the Oscars, something I do every year with my buddy Adam, Film Master Adam. And um, Parasite won Best Picture. Here's the problem I have with Parasite winning Best Picture. It already was nominated and won for Best Foreign Film. So if Best Foreign Film is the equivalent to Best Picture for the foreign films, why is it then allowed to be nominated for Best Picture? Can someone explain that to me? It isn't like, you know, the Oscars has, you know, Best Picture and Best United States Film. Right? It's like we don't have two chances to win a movie. Right? Like Joker, 1917, Ford vs. Ferrari, Marriage Story. They didn't have two chances to win an Oscar. It was Best Picture and Best Picture only. It wasn't Best U.S. Film, Best Foreign Film, then Best Picture. Right? But no. Parasite had the chance to win Best Foreign Film and Best Picture. So why? Like, I don't get it. There's a reason why they made the best animated category. Because Beauty and the Beast was nominated for Best Picture. And then the Oscars decided we're going to make its own little category. Which which I'm okay with to be honest with you. So why do we have Best Foreign Film. Yet these movies are then qualified to enter Best Picture. True we can sit there and say well just because it's foreign doesn't mean it's the Best Picture. That's fine. But out of everybody in the United States of the motherfucking America, how many people actually fucking seen Parasite? Can someone please raise your goddamn hand and tell me, for the love of Christ, how many fucking people in the United States of the motherfucking America saw Parasite? Okay? I don't know what Parasite is. I don't give a shit about Parasite. It's fine. It won Best Foreign Film. You know why? Because it's a goddamn foreign film. Joker, and look, I don't care if Joker didn't win. I wanted to win, but it could have been Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Marriage Story, 1917, Ford v. Ferrari, Little I don't give a shit. But fucking Parasite, which won Best Foreign Film, Best Director, Best Picture. I'm sorry, if you won Best Foreign Film, you should automatically be invalid to even be qualified to win Best Picture. You should. And it pisses me off because Joker, let's talk about Joker, okay? Look at United States of America right now. What is more important to our culture than the Joker? About a movie that talks about mental illness not being taken care, taken seriously. About how people in high places look down and frown upon the poor, the poverty, and people with mental illness. How we need to take this more serious. But no, forget all these fucking social problems that Joker touched upon. Let's have a better woke agenda and let's go full fucking woke and let's give Parasite, the first fucking thing they said, Parasite, the first foreign language movie to ever win Best Picture. Well, I'm pat yourself on the fucking back, Academy. Go pat your woke ass fucking selves on the fucking back. I am sorry. This is fucking ludicrous. It's fucking asinine. I can't believe this shit. And again, I wanted Joker to win. It could have been any fucking film. Little fucking women, I don't give a fuck. You guys could have gave that shit to fucking... Um, I don't care. Shazam. You could have gave it to Shazam. I don't care. But a film shouldn't be nominated for Best Foreign Film and then also have the opportunity to win Best Picture. 
because none of the other Best Picture nominations had a chance to be nominated for anything else. You know, I mean, yes, the technical awards and all that shit, but if Best Foreign Film is the equivalent of Foreign Best Picture, then why is the films in our country, the country which we all fucking watch in the Academy, okay? We watch those fucking films. Why is Parasite then nominated to that? Again, how many fucking people in this country seen Parasite? I guarantee you it's probably 2% of the fucking population. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. It was ridiculous last year when Roma was nominated. If you are nominated for Best Foreign Film, you should be invalid to be nominated for Best Fucking Picture. Okay? Do we go to other countries and in their Best Pictures, it's fucking 1917 nominated? That's a legit question. Can someone tell me if that's true or not? I just want to know. It's ridiculous. It's the Oscars and their fucking woke-ass fucking agenda, and I'm fucking tired of it. I am tired of these fucking agendas. Why can't the best movie win the best picture? Why do we have to fucking put this? Anyway, I'm done. My blood pressure is high. I'm done with this. I'm done with this. I had too much to drink. I'm not going to go on with this rant. But anyway, guys, that's my thoughts on it. Once again, guys, please hit that fucking like button. Okay, help share this fucking video. Get this shit out. Because I am fucking pissed. I got no fucking hair, and I'm fucking pissed. Anyway, guys, until next time, I'm Robert Storms, and that's my opinion.